For a while, it looked like we were going to get a 50-goal season from Kirill Kaprizov this past year, but then Logan Stanley got involved, and it was all for naught. What can we expect from Kaprizov this season, and what needs to happen for a longer commitment from Kirill the Thrill? All that and more on today's episode of Locked on Wild. You're locked on wild. Your daily podcast on the Minnesota Wild. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is happening, everybody? Welcome into another episode of Locked On Wild, your daily Minnesota Wild podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you, as always, for making Lockdown Wild your first listen each and every day. Make sure you subscribe on YouTube and your favorite podcast platforms so you don't miss out on any of our new episodes throughout the course of the week. On today's episode of Lockdown Wild, we shift our focus to the top line. We'll talk Kirill Kaprizov in the 2023-2024 season preview. We'll look at stats. We'll look at what we need from Kirill the Thrill. And we'll look at what the Wild need to do in order to keep him happy and around for another go after his current contract expires. My name is Seth Topol, your daily Minnesota Wild insider. Thank you, as always, for tuning in. We're upgrading the backdrop, and so you'll notice a couple of pieces of uh, Minnesota Wild-related art. Going to be adding more, but uh, just trying to get a little bit of a sense of what works best with the space. We want to maximize the space. And so uh, just bear with us as uh, we add some items to it uh, as we get closer to the start of the season. So Kirill Kaprizov, who had uh, a just another Kirill-type season, unfortunately missed some time with an injury. Thanks, Logan Stanley. And uh, came back and just just wasn't quite himself. Now, it is interesting because as Kaprizov himself worded it, he said he was 100% after the uh, the groin injury that uh, he suffered against the Winnipeg Jets that knocked him out of the lineup for a good majority of the final two months of the season. He said he was 100% when he came back, but he just didn't quite look the parts. And some of that in admittance after the season was done was he just wasn't able to kind of get himself back to that same level Uh, that he was before the injury. So it is interesting that while he himself admitted that there were no lingering concerns, he just wasn't able to do the same things that, uh, that he was before the injury, which led to a pretty quiet performance in the postseason. Now, Ryan Suter certainly helped uh, in that regard as well with uh, a couple of friendly nudges to the back. And so it was, kind of the polar opposite of what we saw from Kaprizov last postseason in which he was basically the only player that did anything against the St. Louis Blues. And so for Kaprizov, you would imagine he is pretty hungry to get back on the ice and to make the rest of the league pay for him being knocked out of the lineup for uh, about a 20-game span. All told, Kaprizov finished the season in 67 games, 40 goals, 35 assists, 75 total points. Uh, He did have 45 penalty minutes, had 17 power play goals, 
15 power play assists, shot 15.3%, so his shooting numbers were a little lower uh, than the previous season. 21 minutes, 7 seconds per game. That's a career high. Uh, Also had 28 blocks, 66 hits, 50 takeaways, 50 giveaways. He was an all-star and finished 17th in Hart Trophy voting. And then we get to the postseason. And for Kirill, he had one goal in six games and uh, was a minus three on the series. And so for Kaprizov, we know him as a perennial upper echelon scorer in the NHL. So there's nothing to suggest that he won't be that again this season. There's nothing that uh, could keep him from doing that. The big question is going to be for this team, and always is the question for this team, is how much of the entire slice of the pie is he going to have to take upon his shoulders? This past year, offense was not great. And so for Kaprizov, he really had to do a lot of the heavy lifting at various points throughout the season. And ironically, when he went out of the lineup, we saw Matt Boldy do the same thing. And so for Kaprizov, there is a tendency to where when he is on the ice, it's pretty much him or bust that teammates just kind of get out of the way, let him do his thing. Whereas two years ago, it was everybody is getting a piece Everybody's getting a slice of the pie. He's not having to eat three quarters of it himself. So it always comes down to, for this Minnesota Wild team, making sure that it's not just the Kirill Kaprizov and friends show. That there are other lines that are capable of turning this into a balanced offense and a balanced attack. We've talked at length about the expectation that the second line is going to be able to do that on a consistent basis this season to take a lot of pressure off of those guys. Because if you only have one functional line, you then are getting the best defensive counterpart that the opponent has on a night-in, night-out basis. If Kaprizov, Zuccarello, and whoever the center for that line may be, in this case, Ryan Hartman, if those are the only three guys that are capable of scoring, then that gets the top defense, and whichever is the top defensive player on that unit is the one that is just shadowing Kirill the entirety of the game. If you get two lines that are capable of providing a one-two punch, then your opponents have to pick And lesser defense on one means better opportunities for that line. And then all of a sudden during the game, you're saying, hey, this line's already scored twice. We got to adjust or we're going to get we're going to get just run out of the arena. So the biggest key for this first line this season is that they don't have to do it alone. They are perfectly capable of handling a large majority of uh, what is supposed to happen from a scoring perspective. But if that second line is clicking and firing on all cylinders, then that's a big thumbs up for the potential 
for the first line to, uh, as the kids say, go off themselves. Now, as far as Kirill Kaprizov's numbers, we'll take a look at where they potentially could land as we continue today's episode of Lockdown Wild after this. Get ready for the NFL season with incredible offers from FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers can bet $5 and get $200 back in bonus bets guaranteed. Plus, all customers who bet $5 will get $100 off NFL Sunday ticket from YouTube and YouTube TV. Yes, it's that simple. All customers who bet $5 will get $100 off NFL Sunday ticket from YouTube and YouTube TV. So all you Vikings fans out there who see the Vikings odds for winning the NFC North at plus 260, slap a $5 bill down on that wager and you'll get a chance to see the season unfold every week on NFL Sunday Ticket. Now is the best time to join FanDuel. The app is easy to use and you can bet on everything from spreads to player props and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash on. Again, FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season with an offer you won't want to miss. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. Continuing today's episode of Lockdown Wild. Once again, thank you for making Lockdown Wild your first listen each and every day. For the everydayers, keep it peeled for more episodes in our Lockdown Wild boot camp series as we take a look at the rest of the top line and because we have had a couple of people ask, we're going to expedite the season review uh, for the coaching staff to next week. So we'll mix that in with the top pairing defense. So be on the lookout as we uh, continue to click through the rest of Lockdown Wild Boot Camp. We're also going to do crossovers with the other Central Division teams and some more special guests as we continue to get you closer to the start of the season. Over under on points, goals, you name it for Kirill Kaprizov kind of feels like free money because if we go in the same fashion in which we did uh, with the previous players in just taking their, uh, their last season's numbers and looking at whether or not we think that uh, they'll be able to uh, best those Kaprizov did have 40 goals, but it just feels like he is perennially um, just knocking on the door of 40 to 50 goals. In fact, if you look at uh, FanDuel, they have odds on several players uh, for the upcoming season and the over under on Kaprizov's goals, according to FanDuel is 42 and a half. So, in 60, I believe it was 67 games, Kaprizov had 40 goals. Now, a lot of that was early. Well, it was it was pretty spread evenly throughout the season. But there are a lot of instances in which he was the one, especially on the power play, he was the one to get it done. And I just... I'm of the belief, I still firmly believe that this offense this year is going to be better than last year's was because you're not going to have as much line uncertainty as you did last year to where you're having to really try to figure things out on the fly. And if those combos click, especially early on in the season, that's just going to take 
a ton of pressure off the defense, the goaltending to, uh, to try to get things figured out. So I do feel like there are going to be more opportunities uh, for the offense to score an even strength, which would lead you to believe that Kaprizov can improve upon the uh, even strength goals that he had last year of 23. I think he can do substantially better than that. In fact, it's where I think he could hit 30 even strength goals at least this upcoming season. If you go to two years ago when he had 47 goals, he had 33 even strength goals. I think he can hit 30 even strength and still give you 14 to 15 power play goals um, in addition to that. So, yes, I am taking the over for goals for Kirill Kaprizov. I'm taking the over 42 and a half for the season for Kaprizov. Now, as far as points go, Kaprizov's over-under is at 95 and a half. Now, this is interesting because his assist numbers dropped this past season because there just were a lot of would-be goals from two years ago that just dried up this past season to where then Kaprizov kind of went into I'm just going to do it myself mode and scored more goals, but his assists almost cut in half, dropped from 61 to 35. Uh, this past season. Now that was in 67 games, but you would think again, if the offense in general improves in their overall goals, the points are going to improve, which means the assists are going to improve. And if there is more of an even spread in the power play, that means there's potential for Kaprizov to have more power play points there as well. And so if I were the betting man, and you can head to FanDuel and bet on any of these if you would like, I'm taking the over on points too. I think 95 and a half, I like that number, but I think we're getting the century mark again for Kaprizov this season. I mean, he was on pace last year for right around 50 goals had he not gotten hurt. And I think there's going to be a little bit of a little bit of a chip on the Kaprizov shoulder to where he kind of is out for revenge for missing the uh, back half of the season last year. So I'm taking the over on goals. I'm taking the over on points. And I, I just, I think we're going to see just a monster season from Kaprizov this year. Cause he was, uh, he was not too pleased about how things played out in the postseason himself last year. And we saw it. We've seen it every season in which the Wild have exited the first round in which he has been on this roster. As it just seems like he's got a little something to prove when the season begins. And so that I think will carry into this season. And uh, it's going to be a monster year. So if you are getting set for your fantasy hockey drafts, which will be coming up probably within the next month, he's a good pick in the uh, the first round, to say the least. We'll talk fantasy hockey as well. We've got uh, the guys that locked on fantasy hockey. Will be uh, They'll be hopping on probably within the next month um, for their thoughts on where Minnesota Wild players can be drafted in your fantasy leagues because we're, we're hitting that angle as well. So I'm thinking over for Kaprizov for his numbers, which means that he is going to 
start to get close to that. Um, if he gets another 40 goals, that gets him to about 150 total, which means that he continues to climb the leaderboard for Minnesota Wild players for goals in a career. A few more seasons of this, and uh, he will end up being at the top. He'll end up having pretty much every record that exists. I don't know of any really offensively that still stand that he hasn't uh, already broken. I I mean, points, goals in a season. Just going to uh, just going to check because something tells me that something tells me there's one that he doesn't yet. Now, all the career, all the career marks, of course, not quite there yet. But uh, in terms of a um, single season, goals, assists, points, goals created, still has to get points, uh, still has to get plus minus, still has to get, not going to get penalty minutes, still has to get even strength goals by himself, tied with Ryan Hartman with 33. Shorthanded goals with West Walls is still up there at seven. So I don't know if that will be one that Kaprizov will. Um, I don't know if that'll be one that he'll be able to get. There would need to be some other circumstances, I think, that uh, that were in play for him to be able to get shorthanded goals, like mainly like him playing in the penalty kill. Game-winning goals, uh, Kaprizov needs to get to eight. Uh, in order to beat Marion Gabrick. Gabrick had eight a couple of different seasons, so he could get that one this year. Uh, total shots. Kaprizov, two years ago, had 289, needs 305 for the record there. Shooting percentage, Marcus Foligno, 23 and a half. I think that's that's probably going to stand for a little while at least because uh, that's that's just outrageous. Uh, goals per game, Kaprizov was just behind Gabrick's 06-07 pace of .63. So that would be a number he could potentially attain this year. Hat tricks in a season, needs to have four for the all-time record there. Assists per game, Kaprizov nearly bested Zuccarello for this mark. Matt Zuccarello with .79 assists per game in 2021-2022. Again, absurd. Points per game he's got. Uh, just there are really few that Kaprizov has not, um, does not have by himself. And so that'd be about the only thing that he could do that would wow us this season would be to just take care of the rest of those records. The, The big one that has never happened in this franchise's history is 50 goals. So if he could get a 50 goal season this year, that would just be, that'd be the only thing he hasn't done yet that really could impress us. So I think he is going to be primed for a huge season. And so should be one that uh, adds a little more to the record books as, uh, as Kaprizov continues to do his thing. Now, what does the future hold in store for Kaprizov and the wild? We'll discuss to finish today's episode of locked on wild after this. Final segment of today's episode of Locked on Wild. Once again, thank you for making Locked on Wild your first listen each and every day for the everydayers. We will continue with our look at the top line with 
play, uh, player previews for the rest of this week. So make sure to check out Matt Zuccarello and Ryan Hartman's season previews as we continue Locked on Wild Boot Camp. So for the next two seasons, we know things are going to be a little tighter with cap space, with being able to compete for a shot at the Stanley Cup trophy. Really, the big window for the Wild is 2025-2026. That will be the season in which the Wild will need to be looking at an extension for Kirill Kaprizov. If he's up for it, I've seen this mentioned in the comments, and it is with a player of this caliber. It is a concern that Kaprizov is going to, after the next two years, decide that he wants to go play in a bigger market, get more money, have a better chance to compete for a Stanley Cup, maybe head to the likes of New York or L.A. or somewhere in just a bigger market than here in Minnesota. And if heading into that final year of the contract, things have gone pear-shaped, the Wild are going to have little for leverage in the way to be able to, um, to deal him if that is the way that things end up playing out. But I feel like Bill Guerin and Bill Guerin can say whatever he wants. At the end of the day, it's about a team giving a player enough money to make them want to stay and the player wanting to stay to begin with. So if for some reason those two sides don't meet, then you have to avoid what happened with Marion Gabrick while also avoiding what has happened with other players who have been traded, but just have been traded for an underwhelming return. There will be a ton of money coming off the books, and the Wild have a balance sheet that is pretty bare after 2025-2026. In fact, the only players that will be on the roster for the 2026-2027 season include Matt Boldy, Jewel Erickson Eck, Freddie Goudreau, Jared Spurgeon, and Jonas Brodeen. That doesn't count the prospects that will be on ELCs or other players who will have received deals by that point, but at this current moment, those are the only players that are obligated to the roster at this point. So there's going to be some money to spend. And I got to feel like Bill Guerin knows, having been around the Penguins organization, seeing the impact that a player like Sidney Crosby can have on an organization, that he is not going to let a player like Kirill Kaprizov get away for nothing. But that's where these next two years come into play. That's why these two seasons are so important is because you have to show some signs. If you come out of these next two seasons with no answers, and a roster that 
you have just continued to kind of break off pieces of and add pieces in other areas to just kind of give you, if this team looks still pretty similar to what it is currently two years from now, that's a problem because there is a farm system that has a ton of players that are either close to or are knocking on the door or are kicking it down to be able to help out the NHL roster. And this is another thing I think that at least leads me to tip the needle towards Kaprizov being amenable to stay is the fact that he is checking regularly in on a guy like Danila Yurov, who could potentially be a line mate of his within the next three to four years. And if Kaprizov is excited about those guys coming from overseas to be his teammates within the next probably two seasons, I think the timeline for Ugrin, for Yurov, for Houston Dinoff, as has been reported, is that after this current season, those guys are going to head to the U.S. and start to cut it at probably the AHL level. Then after that, all bets are off. But if he's excited about those guys coming over here to be part of this nucleus, then you're starting to tip the needle in the Wilds' favor. Now, if Bill Guerin offers him $14 million a year, something outrageous like that, that's hard to turn down. But we saw exactly how it played out with the two mega deals that were signed way back nine years ago um, on July 4th. It doesn't matter if you have a superstar at the top of the list. You've got to have good depth and good pieces around them. Ask Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl how fun it is for them to continue to get smoked in the postseason and the fact that their biggest achievement is getting to the Western Conference Final and getting run off the face of the earth by the Colorado Avalanche. Your goalie giving up a goal from the neutral zone, basically. That's, that's the big highlight of theirs from the entire series was Mike Smith having given up that goal from basically half like center ice. At some point players get frustrated. If you don't put competitive teams around them and they want to go somewhere else where there maybe is more help for them to be able to legitimately win a Stanley cup. So these next two seasons, that is Bill Guerin's mission. That is Bill Guerin's goal is to find out who you have in the organization that's worth keeping, find out who in the organization is going to be able to plug holes in your current farm system. And then the third domino to fall is who else do you need? And then you go get them, you trade for them, you do whatever you have to do because this is kind of, this is kind of do or die time is if you, show zero progress and just continue to 
kind of do the same things, expecting different results. That gets frustrating for superstar level players. Make no mistake. Kirill is a superstar. So keeping in mind what he's going to want is going to be paramount for these next couple of seasons. And if we flip it and we look at what Kirill Kaprizov can give this organization, what he can do for the team in 2023-2024, we already know. We've seen it the last three seasons. Just be the guy. Be the guy to get the needed goal late to put the team on your back when everybody else is struggling. Be the guy that can lead the charge and watch them all as they follow um, into battle. So it's going to be an interesting couple of years, to say the least. That'll do it for today's episode of Lockdown Wilds. Now that you're finished listening to today's episode, make sure you tune in for tomorrow's episode in which we'll talk about Ryan Hartman and his season preview. You can follow all of our content by subscribing on YouTube and your favorite podcast platforms. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss out on any future episodes. We have new episodes every Monday through Friday as part of the Locked On Podcast Network.